talk about a lot of movies on this show, and chances are, you haven't seen all of them. Want an easy way to watch them all and so much more? You should check out Amazon Prime. If you go to my website right now, moviesmorepod.com, linked in the description, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can check out a tab that will take you to start a 30-day free trial of Prime. On top of that, every movie I talk about will have a product link to the rent the movie through Amazon in the episode description. So go watch more movies and do it with Amazon. Thanks for supporting this great service and this show. Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Adrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm talking about a movie that I am super excited to talk about, and that is the 2001 version of Ocean's Eleven. Now this movie, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is one of the very rare but very famous examples of a remake that is far and away better than the original. The movie in question being the Ocean's Eleven uh, the version from 1960, which featured the Rat Pack, uh, they basically have the same plot, a bunch of guys get together and decide to rob a casino, or in the remix, in the remix case, three casinos, in the original's case, five casinos, um, and yeah, the, the original one, you know, there's a bit of a nostalgia tied to it about, uh, the, you know, the rat pack of it all, the, uh, you know, all those guys getting together and making the movie and everything, but, I mean, in general, it doesn't have a very good reputation. There is a lot of stories from the set of that movie of them basically just being drunk, doing everything in about one take, and then going off to drink more, and it just wasn't really the type of environment that was ever going to lead to a truly great movie, so, thankfully for us, in the early 2000s, Steven Soderbergh came along and decided to take another crack at this story and bring in a bunch of the famous actors of the time. And wow, wow, did he turn uh, turn out a really impressive product. This movie is awesome. I have always loved this movie ever since I first saw it. It's easily my favorite of all the Oceans movies. I haven't seen the original, little caveat there, what I just said about it. That's all going off of impressions from articles, reviews, whatever. That's just stuff that I've heard and read. It's not actually stuff that's informed by my opinion. I just know that when you come to, you know, when you talk about that one, it doesn't have the same reputation that this one does. And 100% earned the reputation of this movie. This movie is phenomenal. I love watching it because it's so fun. It's so snappy. Uh, the, The interactions between all the characters are so interesting and they're all just very captivating presences on screen. Uh, They all play off each other so well, and the movie is just edited so tightly, and it is, you know, has such a momentum to it. Like, you really just, you feel good while watching it. You feel energized, because it just has, like, a certain, like, feeling to it that it's kind of hard to describe, but it's just, like, a fast-paced, quick-witted, really fun time, and I love watching this movie just for that. But beyond that, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of really great stuff about this movie. Uh, For one, this movie is maybe one of the clearest examples I've seen of um, because and therefore storytelling. So if you're unfamiliar with those terms, basically, um, the guys who created South Park, they have um, a theory of storytelling 
which is the difference between therefore and because storytelling and and then storytelling. And you always want to shoot for the the former because the latter and then storytelling is sort of rambling. It's not really conducive to telling an interesting or propulsive story because it's basically like, um, okay, so this thing happens and then this thing happens and then this thing happens and then this thing happens and you just move through the plot that way. And it's just a bunch of things happening sequentially, which technically makes a story, but a much more interesting story happens because of something. This happens, therefore this happens, or because this happens, this happens. And it, you can see like the, the different ways you move from plot point to plot point. One is, is justified and everything ties into the other. The other one, it's just kind of, you know, it, it moves, but not the same way. This movie does a very good job of therefore and because storytelling. For instance, uh, because Matt Damon goes into the facility when they're going to steal the the bomb, that'll like the EMP type thing that'll knock out the power to the city, uh, I think they call it a pinch, I'm pretty sure, in this movie. Um, because Matt Damon goes into the facility, uh, they have to double back to get him, and because of the confusion, the gymnast gets his hand hit by the door, which means he has to wrap his hand, which means it gets caught later on in the movie when he's planting the bombs. So, like, all that stuff is, it's seemingly inconsequential, but then it ends up coming around and being, you know, very pivotal in the climax. Um, another instance would be because, uh, because Danny goes out uh, into like the restaurant area of the casino to talk to Tess, he gets red flagged, which sort of changes the plan. Um, it's really, really good stuff. Like the the way this movie handles its plot and the way that the writers decided to go about this story, there's just a lot of really interesting things that happen and tie into each other that keep you really interested and reward repeat viewings because of the different things that you'll pick up on when you've seen it a couple times. It's really, really good stuff. Um, hmm, what else? So, I know another very notorious thing about the original version from 1960 is that it almost seems too easy. Like, they rob five casinos, and it, it seems like it's a breeze for them. Like, they barely even break a sweat. This movie, I really commend it for not being afraid to stack the deck against the characters. Like, at every point, the plan does not go as well um, as it, sh as it could, like, it doesn't, it's not perfectly executed, there's a lot of stuff that goes wrong. For example, when the guards go to put the suitcase in the vault, they put it on top of the container that the gymnast guy is in, so when he has to get out of it, he has to make sure that he doesn't drop the suitcase, which would hit the floor, which would trigger the alarm. Or when, uh, there's a moment of tension when they go to blow the door where it doesn't seem like it's going to work and even while he's setting up the bombs he's got he he's got the gauze caught in the door and he can't get out and it's like if you know if he gets caught and this goes off then he's going to get you know he's going to get taken out uh there's like a lot of stuff where this movie just it continuously adds a little bit extra to the plan that makes you feel like oh shoot are they going to be able to pull this off because it just gets a little bit harder and harder uh, as you keep going it, it ratchets up the tension very well which is very uh, it's a very good way to go about this. It keeps it interesting. It keeps it uh, like new and going in different ways so you don't get exactly what you expected. It's really, really good stuff. This movie does a really great job of generating tension. And uh, it, the, I mean, it wouldn't be what it is without the performances, man. I mean, I talked about the writing and I talked about the story structure and everything, but in general, just 
the chemistry bef between these performers they do a really really great job of that everybody seems like they are having fun like they're happy to be there like they really like each other this big group of guys uh and then julia roberts um i don't know that wasn't meant to be like a, a comment in any way it was just like it just kind of is how it is uh it's just a bunch of guys and then like julia roberts uh they all play off of each other very well and the writing is super strong they do a really great job of delivering it uh, everything's very funny they're all very cool around each other they're all uh they're all commanding the screen very well they seem confident and uh and totally aware of like what's going on and, and how best to suit their characters and it's just really really fun to watch the presence that they have on screen is totally captivating and you can't look away i mean they just they're so cool and they they have such a, a great swagger to them this whole movie does it feels really um really confidently directed really confidently performed confidently written it like grabs you at the beginning and it doesn't let you go till the end it's really really fun to watch it's just a great energy and i love watching this movie just for that like i said in the beginning uh and one last thing before i get out of here the directing in this movie is also very good particularly in terms of the editing it's a very well edited movie because soderbergh started as an editor so when you edit your own movies or when you come from an editing background you shoot coverage differently when you become a director if you become a director because a director shoots the way they see it in their mind and then there are certain scenes that are discovered in editing or changed in editing obviously that's a very big part of the filmmaking process but that means that for a lot of editors it can get frustrating when a director hasn't shot enough coverage to uh to suit the scene the way you feel like it should be edited or the way you're trying to get it to go to flow naturally or or whatever it is that they maybe just couldn't see on the day or when they were watching dailies before it gets submitted or submitted to the the editing bay and everything for those of you who are unfamiliar coverage is the amount type angle and like length of of the footage that is shot when you're when you're shooting a scene so you'll have a bunch of different angles maybe some basic ones that you might be familiar with would be like a, a wide shot which is say if a bunch of characters are sitting at a table you get all of them and the table so you can see all the players in the scene that, that would be like your wide shot or your establishing shot and then maybe a close-up would be like a close-up on an actor's face a much closer shot that features their face you can see their facial expressions as they're delivering dialogue or whatever it is so a lot of times directors don't shoot coverage with the editing process in mind you just shoot the way it's storyboarded or whatever but then when you actually start to edit it sometimes certain things flow differently than they would on the page so with Soderbergh having an editing background he shot all this stuff to really be edited you know kind of before it's even shot if that makes any sense like he's already kind of thinking about it in a much different way than a normal director would and you always think about that differently when you're uh when you come from an editing background because if you if you are editing then you know that sometimes there's there's occasions when you're like man i wish i had you know a few more seconds of this shot or a few more beats of this line whatever like you just wish that you had some of that stuff and so this movie is like perfectly edited the whole way through this is a really really good movie to watch just for the editing because it's done so well so that was another thing i wanted to highlight and give a little brief like film lesson i don't know i've been dropping a lot of these recently my uh, my next episode next tuesday's episode which is about uh molly's game and moneyball 
it's another i don't know maybe pretentious um lesson in like cinematography and shot composition but you'll hear that when you hear that i don't know i kind of like doing this weird film lesson like mini film 101 lessons for certain episodes it's kind of fun because i i mean there's a lot of the, about this stuff that i know that i try not to get too technical with but if you explain it at like a you know base level and try to make it so it's not totally inaccessible when you're talking about it i I don't know. I feel like it's something interesting that I could try to do more often, but you have to let me know if, if you like it or if it's interesting at all. So, yeah. Anyway, that's about it for this movie. I really love it. I'd highly recommend it. Probably don't go back and check out the original, because I feel like the consensus is pretty clear that the that the remake is where it's at, but uh, yeah, man. All, um, all thumbs up. Just the two. I don't know why I said all. Uh, two thumbs up for this. I really like this movie. Alright, before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for uh, a comfy living room. <sighs> Unfortunately, I've been spending a lot a uh, lot more time in my living room recently. Not, not that I don't like to, you know, to be in my living room. I just said it's comfy, and it is, and I'm grateful for that. But it's just like, it's been getting colder, and my school just got closed until... Uh, until the end of the month, and so did practices. They all got canceled till the end of the month, and I would really, really, like, genuinely put money on it being closed for longer after that, because conditions are definitely not improving, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's pretty crazy out there in the world, but I've been spending a lot more time with my family just doing work in the living room, so for that, I'm grateful that it's a very comfy living room with a lot of blankets and pillows and nice recliners and all kinds of good stuff. I'm just grateful that I have access to that because it's a really great workspace. I basically sit in one chair for most of the day and do everything from chemistry to entrepreneurship to my freaking history class zooms and, you know, my basic foods. Like, it's just been my new workspace. I'm glad it's comfortable because I've been seeing a lot more of it. And, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. All right, before I get out of here, uh, please, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to tell other people how much you loved it, please go uh, head over to the show wherever you listen to your podcast, leave it a five-star review, and while you're there, consider subscribing. Both are super helpful, and subscribing means you never miss an episode. So, if this was good, man, I mean, you probably don't want to miss the other ones, right? You should go subscribe. If you want to find links to contact the show, place to shop my new clothing brand, I promise there'll be more on that soon. I know I keep saying that, but I really, really do mean it. I've been working very hard on it, and I really can't wait to tell you all more about it. But in the meantime, uh, you can you can check it out there. I just haven't formally told you all uh, what it's all about. Not yet. Uh, you can also find links to contact me, links to every place you can listen to this podcast, and links to the most recent episode, as well as all the rest so if you want to find all that and a whole bunch more, you can head over to moviesandmorepod.com. That's a great landing page for everything I do here. So thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. I really appreciate it, and I uh, hope to see you guys next time. But until then, are you suicidal? Only in the mornings. All right, peace.